Mr. Woods, I just have, I just, I just ask you for one thing, man. One Talk thing. Just please beat Green Bay. Please, please. <laughs> That's all we ask for on this show. That's it. Welcome back, everybody. Play the siren. It is an emergency episode of Bears Nation podcast. You're used to seeing us on the Twitch channel. Couldn't get it on the Twitch channel at Chicago for real today. So we're doing an emergency Skype session. We're going back to old school. We're going back to our roots. You know, we're going back to where it all started. And it feels good. And so we're going to give this emergency update to talk about your new Chicago Bears quarterback drafted number 11 overall on April. 29th, 2021, Justin Fields. Boys. Boys, boys, boys. Stop break for applause, yes. And, I mean, the the unanimous hype, the unanimous from everybody. I don't think there's a single person out there who is upset at this pick. I mean, players are hyped about it. Eddie Jackson, it went live on Instagram and he was hyped about it. There were tweets from Charles Leno and Tariq Cohen and other players. People were hyped about this, understandably so. Justin Fields fell all the way to 11. People had him as the second best prospect in the among the quarterbacks. Some even like the second best court player overall behind Pitts or Lawrence or however. Like this guy was a consensus top talent in this draft. And he slid to 11. Credit to Ryan Pace for having the guts, having the balls to go up and say all right this is going to be our guy and i mean i cannot wait to see justin fields take that field as a starter whenever that's going to be um we'll get into that in a little bit but i mean the future of the chicago bears has just been revamped completely it has arrived and let me put this in his perspective after justin fields throws for six touchdowns against clemson against trevor lawrence outplays trevor lawrence in the Sugar Bowl, college football playoff semifinal in January, there were serious conversations from myself and from other people as well, people in the higher-ups of the draft and scouts, that Justin Fields could have been the number one overall pick back in January. Now, God knows what the hell happened between January and April, but I am not going to be one to complain because the Bears got an absolute steal at number 11. They don't give up much. They gave up the 20 overall pick on Thursday. They give up next year's first rounder and then a fourth and a fifth next year. They, I, I wouldn't go as far to no, say this year's they fleece no? the Giants. No. Or is it this year's fifth? This year's fifth. This year's fifth. Yeah. Okay. But nonetheless, I mean, this, you just got one of the best players in the draft are in my opinion undoubtedly the second best quarterback and it's not that far of a gap between him and Trevor Lawrence at the number 11 overall pick like we need the people need to understand what the bears just got at number 11 i truly believe thursday night will be a night we remember for a very very long time in 20 years when Justin is solidified as the best quarterback in Bears history, and quite frankly, it might not take 20 years, we'll look back at April 29, 2021 as the day that changed the Chicago Bears franchise forever. I'm not going to sit here and say Justin Fields is comparable to Michael Jordan, but I believe that this move will eventually feel similar to when the Bulls drafted Jordan and what it meant and what it means when you're talking about franchise-altering moves. That's what it feels like right now. I've never seen the Bears universe on Twitter, the reactions everywhere, so united and so excited about a particular player. What a quarterback could do for Chicago in a football city, 
could reach the level of Michael Jordan from a status standpoint. If he brings a Super Bowl to Chicago, the man will be glorified. Heck, he's already being glorified. Now imagine he fulfills the Super Bowl and becomes a top five quarterback in the NFL. You are talking about one of the greatest sports figures in Chicago history. And I know it sounds like I'm getting ahead of myself. And I'm talking too far in the future. But this is a real possibility with this kid. And I would be lying to you if I didn't tell you how I really felt about him as a prospect. You can't help but be excited. He has every single tool you want on the field and off the field. He's a leader. He'll be a cultural symbol in the city of Chicago as you know, one of the first black quarterbacks for the franchise. This is an extraordinary moment. You have to soak it in. And I think that's why we're all so excited, including Chris Nana, who has has been on Cloud Nine, just like Jake has been. It's 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 an unbelievable feeling, and I, I'm not going to get off this high for a while. Man, I um, I like I don't know how to say this without kind of tooting my own horn, and I'm like <laughs> an asshole, but like I I genuinely followed Justin Fields' football career since he was like a freshman in high school, and just because I've heard I, I heard so much about him as he was you know getting older just growing up you know not even as a football player just as from a kid to a man um you know followed his high school career we saw him on qb1 the show um you know and, and it's like i've always loved justin fields just the way he's carried himself um you know obviously for his talent i think he's extremely talented and you know all of this past season that just passes this bear season that just finished like there was a moment where I was just like, holy crap, like if we suck enough, we could get Justin Fields. And they sucked enough definitely throughout the season, but they picked it up just in time to where I felt they wouldn't be able to get their hands on Justin Fields. I thought they played their their way out of Justin Fields. Um, and now we're sitting here and Justin Fields is the quarterback for the Chicago Bears. And it's just it's surreal. Like I genuinely was close to tears yesterday. Like, I, I'm, I'm not kidding. I, I'm not kidding. And you guys have seen, like, I've genuinely been hyping up Justin Fields. Aside from the Bears, like, it had nothing to do with the Bears. I was just like, why is this guy getting so disrespected? We were just talking about him as, you know, being in the same tier as a guy like Trevor Lawrence. And now all of a sudden he falls to 11. And like Kevin said, we're definitely not complaining. But it's just, it's surreal, like, when you just think back at how everything plays out. Like, football's crazy. I'm so happy. Bears Nation's happy. Let's do this thing, man. Once Trey Lance went third overall, I kind of like I had a feeling something yeah. weird was going to happen. Like it, it was, it was just very different, and it was like it, it, it just like I had a feeling, and then it just people kept you know making I guess mistakes to the Bears' benefit, and I mean I, I don't want to say mistakes is whatever they got their guys, whatever they got people that they're happy to draft, but. I mean, just I was surprised nobody traded up sooner. I was surprised, like you know, when Detroit that ticker kept going down and down and down, and Denver that ticker kept going down and down and down. Nobody was trading. Nobody was doing anything. And I think you know, on this show we talked about over and over. You know, if Fields fall, if Fields or Lance fell outside the top ten, that'd be a move where Ryan Pace would probably be able to make something happen. And he did. And like Kevin said, he gave up not that much. So. Uh, yeah, you're perfectly fine with this. You hang on. More, most importantly, you hang on to your second and third round picks for the yeah. rest of this draft. Uh, and there's a lot of talent, as we had said over and over. We said time and again on the show, there's going to be talent that is going to slide into the second and third round because people are so quarterback crazy and people are and it's happening. I mean, there's people that are, there are players that are available 
in this draft right now, I mean, Tevin Jenkins is still there and he was considered a top 25 prospect. I mean, Elijah Moore is there and everyone thought he was a first round prospect. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see Ryan Pace package one of those four six round picks or two of them with the second round pick that the Bears already have and try to move up a little bit here and try to get someone like Jenkins or someone like Moore. Well, and that's what's crazy is like we had thought like I packaged in my mock draft. I said the Bears were going to trade up to number eight for Justin Fields, but I had packaged a first rounder next year. Obviously, this year's first rounder, first rounder next year and the first rounder year after that. And I think I threw in like a third rounder one of the years like we were talking about bigger deals. And I know I had packaged that for the number eight overall pick and it ended up being number 11. But that's not, you know, that much of a differential there. It's only three spots. So this is like. This is an incredible haul, and it's one of those things where, you know, there has been a dark cloud over Ryan Pace ever since he drafted Mitchell Trubisky, and rightfully so, but now that that cloud is lifted, people can kind of understand and appreciate what how good he is at drafting, because Ryan Pace is freaking good at drafting. He's just missed consistently in round one. Now we believe he's hitting round one, and now this is golden time. Rounds two, three, four, five, six. This is mm-hmm. golden Ryan Pace era. So we don't have to worry about the question marks that, you know, usually happen when he has selected a guy in the first round. There are no question marks right now about Justin Field. Now you nailed it. Let's go to work in the in the following rounds where he is traditionally exceptional. You are in a fantastic spot. It's part of the reason why Bears fans feel so good is because we kind of escaped, you know, the, the dark shadows of the first round, it feels like. And I know, again, this is people are gonna be thinking that. I'm going too far with this Justin Fields thing. I'm already solidifying the fact that he's going to be good. I'm not necessarily doing that, but you know you're getting yourself a dynamite prospect and someone everybody agrees on. So that's where this rhetoric is sort of stemming from. Everybody agrees Justin Fields is the guy. Everybody agrees Justin Fields is going to be a good player and everybody is on board. And that's what's so unique and different, especially about this fan base, because we know how polarized it can be. Mitch Trubisky, Nick Foles, polarized. I mean, every you could go across the board about Bears topics, and you can find polarization in all those areas. So to have, you know, unification here, unity, it's it, it, it's a blessing. It, it, it feels amazing. That's all I'll say. The thing is, um, I think we can all agree that Ryan Pace is not going to sit pat here. Like, he's going to make something happen at some point. Um, and I'm excited to see what it is because now, you know, and it's been brought up already. You had some positive it, – it's way easier – to look at the positives of last year now, the few that there were, granted, mm-hmm. but it's way easier to look at those positives now when you have your guy. Even if Andy Dalton starts for eight, nine, ten games, cr- screw it the whole year. I don't care because the way that this situation is so drastically different from the Mitch Trubisky and Mike Glennon situation. I know I just completely branched off on a separate thought from what I started, but I'm going to roll with it. Um, the way that it's so drastically different. And let's start with the veteran guys. Mike Glennon hadn't started in four years since his rookie year. Had shown flashes, sort of, kind of, that you could kind of convince yourself if he squinted hard enough and backup duty before. And he had had like a handful, a handful of playing time and no starts since 2013 and four years since his rookie year. And, you know, you were kind of hoping at something. Andy Dalton is here. He's played dozens and dozens and dozens of games. He's played in playoff games. He's played in pro bowl games. He's a guy, you know, he can do it. He is a actual NFL quarterback that has played in this league just there alone. Now you go to fields and Trubisky, Trubisky one year at a, not really, you know, at North Carolina against questionable opponents, you know, as far as the talent he was facing versus Justin Fields, 
Two-time college play- playoff appearance. One-time championship appearance. Torched Clemson. Torched these big-time opponents. Yeah, he struggled at times against the Big Ten, but that's the Big Ten. Like, the Big Ten is every year, year in and year out, said the Big Ten is the toughest football conference in all of football outside of the SEC, obviously, and sometimes even tougher because of, yes. you know, the bottom of the SEC and how it looks. So it's just so drastically different that you can have so much confidence in the two guys that are there because they're dudes. They are dudes that have done it. You're not thinking, oh, you're not trying to look for intangibles of, oh, well, he did this and he has the traits for that. And obviously with any prospect ever, you say, yes, he has these qualities, but Fields has done it against guys that are also getting drafted. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, man, do you guys, so do you guys, how long do you guys think Dalton starts? I, 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 look, I I would not be I would not be surprised if, if Phil starts week one. I mean, this is the type yeah. of player who is going to come to training camp and wow the hell out of you from the moment he steps on the practice field. Now, the only thing I could see happening is, is Nagy wanting to not rush this. And I, and I would be an advocate for that as well. I, I, I'm fine with either scenario. You know, I'm fine with him sitting and learning a little bit. But if he's showing out in preseason, he's showing out in training camp, and he shows he's ready, like— Give me all of it. Like, give me all of it and give me it now. There's really no I, – I would I would go to say there isn't a correct formula for this, right? Like, I wouldn't say one way is the right that. way to do it versus the other, correct? Yeah, 100%. absolutely agree. So we'll just well, – I mean, we'll see what happens. But just have, having watched Justin Fields play, having attended practices, you know, obviously I've been to the games. I've seen him play live. I've been one of few people in Bears media have seen him play live. This guy will wow you. And he will wow you from the jump. The things he can do, even in the national championship, when I was there in Miami, and you look at the two guys that the Bears humble could brag. have selected at number humble brag down in Miami, number 11 overall. We were all terrified. I know every single Bears fan listening to this was terrified of the possibility they would select Mac Jones. But both of those guys, although Alabama won the national title in Miami, Mac Jones did not wow me whatsoever in that game. Although Ohio State lost, Justin Fields continued to wow me in a game that they were getting dominated by. He will wow you from day one. He will make throws that will that will go viral on Twitter from the moment training camp begins. He'll juke guys out of their shoes. He runs a 4-4-4-40. He is a phenomenal player, a phenomenal athlete, and a guy who can rise to the occasion. When Mitch Trubisky came in in 2017, it, it didn't feel like he was somebody who was going to be able to rise to the occasion from the jump. I don't know why it felt that way. Maybe it was largely because of the college pedigree, but just about the way he talked and the way he acted. And this is there, there's similarities between Fields and Trubisky in the sense that they are both the kind of guys who said, okay, you know, I'm humble. I'm just going to kind of get down to work. I'm not going to talk too much. I'm not going to show too much emotion. But just having watched a press conference with Fields, knowing him as a player, having watching him play, it is different. There is a difference between those two players. And it's not just because of hindsight and we know what happened with Mitch Trubisky. Just from the moment he's come in, you can already feel that his presence as a leader, as just a player in general, coming into this locker room, just the way he carries himself is drastically different from what we saw with Mitch Trubisky in the beginning of his career when he was first drafted in 2017. 100%. 100%. I completely agree with that. That's exactly what I was talking about earlier when I was saying, like, there's something about the way he carries himself. It's like he knows that he's the man almost, if you get what I'm trying to say. Not even. And well, that's what happens. That's what happens when you play high-level competition like yeah. that. Yeah, no, 100%. And he's, I mean, he's been there before in terms of, you know, college career. Like, he's played in every big game. He knows what it takes. Um, and, and and it's just, he's had, the way you see Justin Fields carrying himself is the way he's carried himself since he was a kid. 
and like that's kind of what i was referring to like he is super freaking mature man like he's been the man for a yeah. while and i think that's gonna go a long way the thing and, and kevin you mentioned like and there goes my water bottle um you mentioned kevin that like you know we're gonna see him go viral like you're seeing him go viral already just because he's already so likable he brought up his French bulldog in the press conference today. He, you know, there's videos of him dancing and being relatable out there already. The players, his teammates already love him. Like it's all set up. The narrative is all set up there for success. And I, there's just no way to think that it's not going to work out. And, and to answer the question that we posed like 15 minutes ago now, how long is Dalton going to start? I wouldn't be surprised if it's the whole year. I I really Ah. wouldn't. I really? if if they're if they're middling like no. if they if they start last like I don't know man it's just it's such a weird situation Jake, it just, it's because don't. because because if you're just middling like if you're winning every other game okay you're gonna put them in and try to push for a playoff spot if you're lose like if you're losing like the only thing is Dalton's gonna have to win for Fields not and I I feel like they're gonna be probably more of a 500 team but I if they're a 500 team I don't hate letting Fields sit. And then drafting like another offensive lineman next year. Like I, it's just like, I like, he's like the precious baby boy that I want to protect forever. And I know <laughs> you can't like, he's Fair. just our, pre- he's our, he's our large adult son that we want to protect forever now, but you, we can't. So it's like, I'm in this weird space where like, I don't think this team is going to be good enough to like, I just don't know. Like, it's just like, cause I don't know how many wins just feels like without seeing anything from him at the pro level yet. I don't know how many wins he adds. We haven't seen anything from Dalton with this team yet. I mean, Dalton might be fine. Dalton might win you nine games. I don't know, but it's just such a weird dichotomy where it's like, I ideally, I think, I think ideally I would like to see, and, and I know this is going to get brought up and this is going to become so played out over the next few weeks, but I'd like to see the chiefs mold. Let Andy Dalton. Uh, you can't compare it though. Here. Right. No, I agree. I agree. But I like, and that's what I'm saying. Ideally, that's what happens. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think you probably see fields like halfway through the season, like way six, before week, that, six, seven, like, way week, before six, that. Okay. Like, I, I would say weeks. Okay. Let me look at the schedule. Let's, let's, like, I, schedule I'm, I'm kind of in that boat where it's like, I just don't know if Dalton will start at all. Like he's going to start week one. He will start. I, week I, I one. don't know. I don't know, Jake. He'll start I, week one. I can't say that. No way. No way. I, I just because it's kind of what to what Kevin was saying. Like he's so talented. I think he's gonna beat him out just off that. Like in camp. I I and and if Dalton does start, I don't think it'll be for that long, man. I I, I don't know. I'm completely. I think it depends just, on who. It depends on how the schedule works out. Like if you if you if you get like the Packers, Cardinals, Ravens, you know. Rams off the bat, then yeah, Dalton's probably not going to play well, and you're going to see Fields earlier rather than later. But if you get like a softball schedule, you start the year like you did last year. If you start with the Lions and the Vikings and the Giants and the Bengals, then you'll probably see him for a few weeks. I think it but depends on that too. L- let me ask you something though. So are you are you just kind of worried that he's not going to be ready? No, I think he's ready. I would just like to. I, it, it's more of a worry about the rest of the team, and I guess we'll see. Like if they take, if they get, can get Jenkins here, I'll feel better about it, obviously. And yeah. if they can get like, if they could get a, a dynamic wide receiver, I guess I'd just rather wait. And but okay, you can't I, wait forever, I, like yeah, I said, because I'm I, because I'm salivating thinking of the two tight end set here that they're oh, going to be able to run with Komet and but, Graham, and obviously Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney. So I don't know. I'm just like in such a weird 
space. Whereas like, I just, I'm so, I'm worried about a Joe Burrow situation. I, I asked that to ask you like, okay, so let's say in camp they're, they're gushing over Justin Fields saying he's shining this and that. Like, do you just think about yourself in that scenario? Would you still want Dalton to start? You know what I mean? Like I, I, if Fields is absolutely lighting it up, like just crushing it, then yeah, I'm going to, right. right. But I think, but I think this, the reason I'm saying Dalton's going to at least start the year as the starter, because I'm just thinking of it rationally. Like, they're yeah. they're gonna stick to their guns as far as oh we told Andy he's the star you know he's the veteran Justin needs a little more time to learn the playbook and uh, Andy's gonna start at least week one yeah. by week two by week two it could be completely flipped all right uh, Andy doesn't have it Justin's in you know it, yeah. it, that that could happen but I just think they're gonna stick to their guns at least for week one especially if it's someone like That's the Lions or you know someone <laughs> that you could easily just kind of cruise through I think for me it's gonna depend just on what happens in camp. Like if they're saying he's ready, I'm, I'm going to be. Well, it depends on if we get a normal camp too. That's true. Yeah. That that, that also plays a factor. Yeah. I, yeah. I I think here's the likely scenario. You know, we, we've played through the hypotheticals. Here's what's going to happen. It's going to be three games in the bears are going to, you know, be, they're going to have on one and two. They just lost their last game in a crushing loss in which Andy Dalton didn't play very well. And the whole city and everybody's going to be clamoring for the spark plug. They're going to be clamoring for the rookie. They haven't liked what they've seen out of Andy Dalton. They need somebody to ignite the team in, in like week four. He's going to come in and step in then. You know, that that I think is the most likely scenario. You give Dalton a few games. You let Justin kind of sit back. Don't throw him right into the fire. But you give him the perfect amount of time to where he's going to play 14 games in his rookie season. He's going to see how the league operates, play against the best of the best, play against Aaron Donald type players play against the best secondaries in the NFL but you know he's also going to have to learn a little bit through those three games so that that's I think the most likely scenario and again there, there's no right way to do it I think given the type of player Justin is you don't have to worry about that like there's certain players like say a Mac Jones maybe where you know they, they want him to figure out this the system they want him to sit a little bit longer and really understand what he's going there but Justin Fields is a talent that can kind of transcend that he's a talent that can kind of come in here without necessarily full knowledge of the playbook and of the system to, to where he can still operate but let, let me talk about that real quick because this is something people don't know every year there's this this doctor guy this this doctor guy who does these uh, these athletic IQ tests for all every single draft prospect that comes into the drafts okay and they kind of measure their football IQ and I think they're just overall IQ. 100 they consider is a good score on this IQ test. Patrick Mahomes scored 108. Josh Allen scored 108. You want to take a guess what Justin Fields score was on this IQ test? Take a 130. guess. 130. 130. Chris nailed it on the dot. 130. That's 22 points higher than arguably the best quarterback in the NFL right now and a rising star in Josh Allen. And I believe it was the highest ever recorded by a quarterback in this guy's history of him doing these tests, which I don't know how long it's lasted. I don't know if it was in Brady's era or anything like that. But this guy is an incredibly intelligent player, incredibly smart. So I do have the faith that he can step in a training camp and not just show out from a talent aspect and an arm talent aspect and you know just a, an overall player aspect but from a knowledge of the system aspect a knowledge of the game I mean I don't know if you guys heard this as well when Matt Nagy gave Fields the call on Thursday night he feel uh Nagy asked Fields to recall a play in a formation that Nagy had mentioned to him at Ohio State's pro day and he recited it to perfection according to the Bears. So this is a guy who's incredibly intelligent, so you should not have to worry about him coming into training camp and understanding whatever complexity the system is for Matt Nagy. We don't know if, if it's going to be complex or simplified at this point. I don't know what the hell's going on in his brain, but whatever it is, 
it's Justin Fields will be able to figure it out pretty quickly, is my assumption. Yeah, so so much for that uh that shit about mental lapses in his game. <laughs> oh my god. I mean this Man, is the kind of stuff was, like uh, I, I'm just like it was so hilarious just seeing how it all went down. Like like I, I'm just sitting there like, man, we followed this guy from from his freshman year of high school. Like, you're really gonna sit here and try to tell us this is what it is? Like, it, that's right. not. It's just not true. So, Ryan Pace, sorry. you know, Ryan Pace was just playing chess while everyone was playing checkers. Ryan Pace has been leaking all this information what so that Justin mean? Fields would fall. You know, and uh, no, I don't know if that's what happened. Obviously, but <laughs> wait, like real dream. quick, real quick. Since we're on the Ryan Pace topic. We have to give him so much freaking credit. We ripped him apart on the show. Like, ripped him apart. I didn't. Let's make this clear, Chris. Uh... Let's make this clear. I did not rip Ryan Pace to shreds ever. I always said that the one who was at fault was Matt Nagy. And Ryan Pace built you a Super Bowl roster. And Ryan Pace drafted the correct players. And it was Matt Nagy's fault for not developing that. But... To that point, I just want to make sure you're not, you're not, I'm got to get the facts straight, Chris. All right. Got to get the facts straight. But yes, there's a lot of credit. You two can apologize. All right. Wait, wait. Apologize. No, I'm, I mean, wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm simply on, not going on. to do that. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. There was a point throughout this offseason where we all were just kind of out on this regime. You can't lie about Well, that. no, I, I, yes, I agree. I mean, it was at the point where I thought they all should go, and I was fine with cleaning yeah. house, but before, but because that was just kind of going through the motions. That was something that needed to happen, but I have always been the advocate that Ryan Pace has been a fine drafter, and this is what I said when we were on this Twitter Spaces thing. If you guys don't follow us on Twitter, follow us, join us on Twitter Spaces at Bears Nation Pod. What a freaking tease there. What a plug. Just, just want to throw that in there, but... There has been a dark cloud so over much. Ryan Pace's reputation ever since he drafted Mitch Trubisky. The dark cloud has never been able to escape him, and again, rightfully so. But now that that cloud is lifted, you know, Chris is doing it right now. He, he kind of understands that, holy shit, you know, Ryan Pace has actually been a pretty damn good drafter throughout his career. And now that the Mitch Trubisky saga and dark cloud is gone from him, people can respect that and give him the respect he deserves in that area. So yes, there there yeah. there is respect to be given here for yeah. Ryan Pace. Yeah, hundred percent. I I'm always and I, all of us on this show are just we're just always gonna be the first to admit when we're wrong. And I mean, I personally we're wrong a lot. Are, so I, we are. I, I personally ripped him apart this off season. I was kind of just completely out on him, and you know he proved me wrong. And and that's like. You know, I, I do not give a shit about being wrong in cases like this. Like, it doesn't affect me at all. I'll be, I'll happily be wrong if, if it results in stuff like this. So, um, yeah, Ryan it's Pace, just, it's clear that Ryan Pace listens to the show and just wanted to stick it to us. So, but we, but we knew that already. Right. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That is true. Of course. Yeah. Um, Justin's <laughs> listening right now. How are you exactly. Doing, Justin? Exactly. Hope, hope Justin Fields, know. listener of the show, of course, obviously. Um, okay. <laughs> I want to wrap it with this because we're going to do this. We're going to make this quick because we want to break it all down completely when we break all the picks down on Wednesday on the Twitch channel, which if you're listening to this, you should be familiar with the Twitch channel. If you're not, it's uh, twitch.tv slash Chicago for real. We'll be there Wednesday, 8 p.m. Central time. Uh, if you're not familiar with that, don't know why you can see our faces and then you could comment and then we can roast you or you can roast us or it'll be a little back and forth. Regardless, I'm going to pose a question to the show. I will answer last. You guys can, you know, we'll do our usual rotation here. Kevin will start. Chris will go. I'll finish. Um, and it's it, two questions. So I'll do the first one. Confidence in this Bears team. I guess they're both the same. Confidence in this Bears team to make the playoffs this year and 
win project win prediction after the first round. Nobody else has been drafted yet. Justin Fields, whenever you think he'll come in, do they make the playoffs? How many wins do they get? Go. Make the playoffs with ten wins. That that's what I'm going with. I think they can go ten and seven. And quite frankly, I I I could see them going eleven and six. Like I this is how much faith I have in Justin Fields, especially if you are given the type of talent that we're talking about on the offensive side of the ball. If they do draft on Elijah Moore or Rondell Moore, and then you talk about Darna Mooney and you talk about the abilities downfield, Justin Fields, I believe, was one of, if not the most accurate quarterback in the FBS last year on deep throws. So we already know the opportunities that opens for Darnell Mooney. And then you look at the running game that has evolved. And then you look at the RPOs and what he can do to confuse a defense considering what kind of a, an asset Justin Fields is from a running standpoint. This is going to be a dynamic offense. And also, we have to talk about the fact that this is the type of move that ignites the team. We talked all last year, and quite frankly, the year before that in 2019, how this team had all the talent in the world, but had no confidence and no belief that they could win a freaking game. And no matter who that stemmed from, whether it did stem from Matt Nagy or whether it did stem from the quarterback position, all of that is gone now, it seems like. The way Eddie Jackson reacted on Instagram Live, the way we are seeing players react, the way we are just hearing the the talk about this, Belief is back with the team. And with this team and the talent that this team has, all they've ever needed was belief and confidence. And specifically from the quarterback position, Justin Fields brings that to you. I'm going 11 wins and a playoff berth. I truly think it is possible. Again, it's a 17-game season, so they would be going 11-6. and six. I truly believe it's possible. Justin Fields has it all, and he has it all to do it year one. Get him in the playoffs. That's my pick. Yeah, I... I genuinely think it's crazy, man. Like how we're just how different we're talking now. But like <laughs> I, I really think the Bears can make the playoffs. Um, and honestly, it's not so much about the fact that we just got a super talented player, which it is definitely about that. But it's just also about what Kevin just said. Like it's inspiring, man. This almost feels like an extent, like a move that's an extension of 2018. Like it's that type of excitement. You know what I mean? And and. I just think for the players too, like you guys saw Eddie Jackson's reaction on when he when he was on Instagram Live and, and he was just going crazy like, man, we finally got a real quarterback, you know, kind of throwing some shade, you could say, but eh. <laughs> oh well, he's not wrong. So um, I just think everybody's going to be so bought in, like it's, just, it's new life, you know, and I think that's going to that's going to bring the most out of the players this year. So I'm going to say I think 10 wins sounds about right. Um, so I'll go 10 and seven. Man, you guys are optimistic. Um, I I like Fields. I love Fields. I, I'm ecstatic about him being on this team. Dalton's going to start. I still am a little concerned about the rest of the team around him. That being said, I'm going to say this team wins 10 games and they make the playoffs, especially if this Packers stuff is going the way that I think yeah. it is going to go. Ten wins. I think they make the playoffs. I think if, if Rodgers leaves, they're the best team in this division. They're, they are the Minnesota Vikings' daddy, and they're the only ones that are close to competing. Uh, the Vikings are. That would be close to competing on that same level. So I'll say ten wins. I, I'll say we see, we see Fields probably around the halfway mark, like week six or seven. That extra game helps, I think. Yep. Lock. All right. Yep. Ten wins. Playoffs. I won't say a playoff win, but I'll say 10 wins in the playoffs and a so- solid building block for this team. Kevin, you got one more thing before we wrap, you said. 
Yeah, one more thing about Fields of Four Rap, because I think it's really important and we have to talk about it. <clears throat> the Bears drafted a black quarterback. And that that that's extremely important, especially given this city and given the type of cultural impact he will have in the city of Chicago. Black kids growing up throughout the city are able to watch Justin Fields as a quarterback of a franchise that has historically not had a black quarterback. And there's there's importance to that. We have talked about on this show in the past that it, them having not had a black quarterback for so long precluded us to have picked Justin Fields to be mocked to the Bears. And Jake has been on this for a long time as well. He said, you know, this is something we have to actually think about. Maybe that was the reason why people, I think, feared Mac Jones might have been taken at number 11. This Mm -hmm. is an important moment from a cultural standpoint as well. Obviously, it changes the landscape of the franchise from a football standpoint going forward, but it changes them from a cultural standpoint. And it's extremely important, and I think people need to recognize that. So I just want to throw that out there. I want to have you guys have any thoughts about that because I think that's something that should be talked about, should be celebrated, um, and it, it, it's just a seismic shift when you talk about the cultural landscape of Chicago and Chicago Bears football. Yeah, it, it's – I mean, that's incredibly important. Um, you know, we've – we all the conversations we've had about it, you know, the questions that – have been raised because of, of, you know, just, just a lot of speculation. And, and, you know, I, I just, it's, it's a great moment. And, and like Kevin said, it should be celebrated. Absolutely. Um, You know, it, it, it it's going to mean a lot to the city. Uh, I know it means a lot to the fans and um, you know, we we have a great quarterback now, man. We do. Like I, I just, in between my sentences, I just keep thinking like, dude, we have Justin Fields. (laughs) Like it's crazy. Yeah, it's like I mean, we put that graphic up on the on the Twitch show a couple weeks ago when people were starting to talk about Fields sliding, and none of us ever really thought about it as a. I mean, Kevin probably did, but I know for a fact me and Chris did not think that was ever going to actually come to pass. And now it has. And I mean, Kevin, you talked about it—the cultural impact, even on the team. Eddie Jackson says we have a black quarterback. Like that's I mean to see that. I mean, yeah, it's it's a great thing. It's going to be awesome. I'm extremely excited about this team now. Um, I mean, credit to Ryan Pace, just circling back to that credit to Ryan Pace for having the guts to do that and correct his mistake. So, I mean, let's go, man. It's, it's exciting. It's very, very exciting. We'll see how the rest of the draft shakes out. What, who else they can put around him and around the rest of this team, you know, cause like I said earlier, there's, it's easier to look at the positives from last season. Now, Darnell Mooney, David Montgomery, the offensive line at the end, maybe now Allen Robinson wants to say, we haven't even talked about that. We'll talk about that on Wednesday, the implications of Allen Robinson potentially staying now and being happier with the uh, situation. So we'll see what happens. We'll talk about it more. We'll break down the rest of the draft picks on Wednesday, 8 PM central time. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's really good that I had a, something in my throat at the end of the plug, but we'll talk about everything. 8 PM central time. <laughs> twitch.tv slash Chicago for real. All three of us will be there. You can join in the comments. Let us know how happy you are about Justin Fields, new Chicago bear quarterback. Everyone, we will see you at 8 PM on Wednesday. Bear down. Bear down.